Welcome to the Kennel NRL podcast. The Gingers taking over. Welcome to a special edition where we have uh, the superstar, 210 NRL games, uh, 30-something Super League games, played for New South Wales, played for Australia, the one and only Keith Galloway and our ever-present co-host, Debo. Welcome, guys. Thank God, you. help us. You say Gingers are taking over. We are taking over. <laughs> We're out tonight, mate. Welcome, Keith. Thank you so much for coming in uh, this evening to have a chat with us. How no have worries, you been? Mate. Yeah, good, mate. No worries at all. Um, good to be here, man. Have a chat. And it's been a while since I played, man. So, be a chance to reminisce on a few things. It's been a while, but you you played quite a bit. Had a quite a big uh, uh, career. Um, I guess I want to start in the with the basics. Um, the game's changed quite a bit since you retired. Um, give us your overall thoughts of what you think about the, the game in twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, good question, mate. I'm not, I'm not a fan how the Tigers are going, obviously. It's been, um, <laughs> we'll get into that, yeah, bro. We'll it's been get tough into that. to watch. But um, to be honest, man, it probably probably feels like a lot of, a lot of the games are over-policed. Like yep. There seems to be penalties for everything. Um, everything goes to the video ref. Everything, you know, every try has pretty much gone up. It's just, um, yeah, it probably, probably seems a little bit different from when I played, but it's a lot faster, man. I don't I don't think I would have lasted longer than 10 minutes in today's <laughs> game. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I know when you were playing for me, that was peak rugby league. Um, you had the West Tigers at the peak of their powers. They had the excitement machine. You had Benji in full flare. Um, yeah, you guys, for that, for about a decade, just fuck some of the most – even till now, you watch the highlight reels, you just see your team. Yeah, I mean, you had your back line for flying movements of freakish plays. It was like you'd see the team tries. And then you'd have yourself, um, Bryce Gibbs and um, like Chris Heinington in the forwards just um, – you know, absolutely putting on shots and bamboozling the opposition. It was a great era. I mean, you, know, you had Paro and a run. You had the Melbourne sides. You had the St George sides, the Canterbury sides. For me, that was that was peak. I think. I think if you look back on it, that era, the NRL averaged its highest crowds, averaged its best TV audiences. Until so, now, it's making a comeback. Yeah, you know, like they're the sides you want to see come back. You want to see the West Tigers come back to the top. You want to see the St Georges, the Canterburys. For me, I think they got the. The highest amount of fans, most passionate fans. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Rugby league should go to that sort of brand again, I reckon. So you say the game is overpoliced. Do you think this is too much meddling from people who haven't played the game, or is this a natural progression with all the technology available to referees, to players, to coaches, so on and so forth? Yeah, it's, it's probably it's probably got a t- bit to do with the technology. Obviously, there's camera angles everywhere, this and that. Um, when I say over police, some of the obviously we don't want to see anyone getting tackled high, people coming in at the knees and all that sort of stuff. But man, there just seems like there's penalties left, right, and centre. Or every time you watch a game, stoppages and well, even that was not even stoppages, even that six again play. Yeah, sort of um, gets a bit like touch football, man. Watching it, but yeah, I'll um, I've seen it did before. Uh, first two years after I retired, I hardly watched footy, so it's um, I'm starting to watch it a bit more now, so. But, um, you needed yeah. a bit of, bit of a detox after you played for so long and we lived and breathed it for, what, 15 years? Yeah, man. Well, was, I enjoyed it. I loved, I loved my career. I loved playing and that. But it was a detox because um, you live and breathe it, you train it, you play it. And then I guess when I retired, man, I just took some time away from it, you know, and starting to watch footy again this year. So a, bit, a little bit last year, but a bit more this year. So, yeah, probably probably helps with my, my son starting to get into it too. So, watch a bit with him. So Is he a big, big angry forward as well? Uh, he's only – his first year of league, actually. He's only – he's about to turn nine, man. So, he's finding his feet, like learning nice. the rules and that. But, 
He's starting to enjoy it. His so. son's going to be the biggest rugby league halfback in its history when he debuts <laughs> at 205 <laughs> centimetres. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll be as big as me because watching him play, man, there's a lot of other kids bigger than him already, so we'll see. Yeah, he'll get the growth spurt. So. <laughs> um, I actually want to go back to something that happened really early in your career. And you were essentially the man that, that ended uh, Hopawati's career. Oh. Do you have any memory of that? Well, I had nothing to do with that man, so I wasn't. <laughs> he brought that on. He brought you that upon himself. Yeah. You know? Oh no, I, I, yeah. like as in, uh, do you remember that at all? Nah, not really, man. I um, I, obviously I remember the after it, and you know all the publicity about it. But I still, I, I, I still remember after what happened. Yeah. Um, you actually caught up with him at a cafe. Am I right? Yeah. Because I was present. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was I thought you were so cool, man. Like honestly, I thought, jeez, yeah. for you know. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, oh, man. That was I don't remember anything from that tackle. It was just like that was such a yeah. It was just I was taken out, man. I was I was not horrible. Bad. I had to spend the night in hospital. Wow, and, you uh, didn't know that. I didn't play for about a month, man. After that, so it was pretty, yeah, pretty that was you, was it concussion and everything or yeah, concussion, a bit of bleeding and that. So it was um, damn. Yeah, looking back, man, it obviously wasn't pretty, you know. But he got what he deserved, man. It was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. That was that was uh, thuggery at its worst, and yeah, um, rubbed him out of the game. He had done prior infringements beforehand, so man, he just yeah told him that's it, yeah. you're done. You know, the NRL basically rubbed him out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. about it. He went to yeah. something uh, more suiting of his uh, talents, which was boxing. After so, he did well for himself well, there. Look, in fairness, he reached out to apologise, man. And, yeah, yeah, you know, he knew. It was, but it's not it definitely wasn't a good look for the game. Or oh, I'll tell you yeah. what, but one of my a few one of one of my uh, memorable moments. Of involving you is actually a training incident. <laughs> it's been replayed a lot and a lot. So tell us what happened there with Bryce Gibbs. Oh, Bryce Gibbs, man. Uh, I think he threw you a bad pass and you didn't like it. Yeah, it was probably something like that. He's, man, he's the ultimate shit star, eh? Just yeah, ask, he ask, always was on the footy field. I probably, I probably did what any other forward any other team wanted to do, you know? Even all that, mate, I wasn't the only bloke that – like, he's one of my best mates. I love yeah, him. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's a good man, laugh, yeah. You can get under your skin, you know, it's a bit of – I, remember, I, remember, I think watching the footage, he throws you a bad ball, you lose it, he arches up to you and you just absolutely clock him. <laughs> uh, I thought, I, I think, you know, Gibbs is doing something he's meant to be doing to his other players and he's done yeah. it to his own teammate and the only guy successful in bringing him down is his own teammate. He's <laughs> <laughs> only the only guy trying to get one into him. Uh, the only guy that's successful. That's funny, man. That's probably, that stuff probably it doesn't happen that often, but it, no, I, no, I'm no. sure it's happened before. That one was just on camera, man. But so and it's always going to continue yeah. to happen. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's got over it pretty quick, Abe. Eh? Yeah. Well, he's the um. Apparently, he hopped in his car and ripped yeah, some no, burnouts. Was, I think it was Roycey Simmons and uh. Yeah. Tim Shaw. I think it was Roycey there at the time. Broke it up and goes get back to training. And, and Gibbo just walked off. He just took off. And he um. <laughs> Came I kept training. I had a rip singlet. I kept training doing the session, and then um, we just heard like because the car park was right next to the training field, man, and. All we heard was burnouts in the car. Gibbo was doing burnouts. <laughs> he was doing burnouts in the car and then took off. And then um, he called me. He called me. He called me that night. Going, oh, Sheensy said, "I've got to. We've got to apologise and make up, otherwise we can't come to training." <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, both, we both had a laugh about it and went to training the next day. And, yeah, I think good. it was um, it's a couple of blokes we signed like halfway through the year. Uh, Junior Moores and Jeff Daniela. I think that was actually it might have been their first day of training. It might have been Aaron Woods' first session with the with the top squad. Yeah. And this all happened in their first session, so it was, it was pretty looking <laughs> back, it was pretty wow. funny. Yeah. But that was, it was patchy, you know. We both sort of, you know, sort of happened, got over it. Forwards with you know ego and, and testosterone. It happens, yeah. man. It is what it is. It is what it is. As you say, best mates now. So yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was what under the bridge. We, 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 
we'll switch right after you know and a laugh we have a laugh about it every now and then so, yeah. no thanks for sharing man i appreciate that yeah. um so you mentioned the tigers and so, so would you say that the team you follow now like as, as your sort of team tigers are yeah i spent so long there man i sort of um i don't want to spend about 10 years there yeah, yeah. i played 10 year career there so Started the Sharks. Um, I always thought you'd end your career at St George. Your, you know, you grew up right next yeah. to the stadium. You played for one yeah. of the junior clubs, and then pff, you, well, you let me the, down, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the St George area, man. So I was naturally a Dragons fan as a kid. Um, Any favourites? I sort of, I sort of but I played. I played most of my juniors in the South Cop at Mascot actually, because I, I, I grew up in Brighton, and Mascot was on the other side of the airport. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I played a Mascot. Then it was about 13, I think, uh, Ro- the late Robert Stone, who was the Dragons. He was lovely, yeah. He was the loveliest bloke in the world. He, he taught me a lot, actually. But he got me to come from mascot to, to Yarrawarra in the Cronulla comp. And then, um, so I started, played a couple of years at Cronulla in the juniors, two or three years. And then they um, they offered me a contract. Like, Sharks offered me a contract. And then pretty much signed it and told, I told Stoney, like Robert Stone, he was, he was the chairman or something at the Dragons or, yeah. or some role at the Dragons at the time. And I told him. His man, he was like, man, I was, I, was, I was trying to sign you for the Dragons. I wish you told me before you signed that contract. So, but that was fate, man. And so yeah, it is, yeah, it is. That was fate. Yeah. Played Matthews Carp and got graded really young at the Sharks. And seventeen years old. Yeah, from okay. high school. So big mop of red hair from Cogra yeah. <laughs> I think there, you so. stood out in the whole area. Everyone knew you, whether you knew him by name. Everyone knew Keith. You know, even yeah. if you hadn't met him, met him, <laughs> and everyone just knew this big red hair. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So nah, that was it, man. So yeah, it started my. Rug- Professional rugby league journey at the Sharks. How was it like signing your first contract? Yeah, it was pretty. Man, it was a long ago now. It's pretty, pretty special. I think it was pretty special. Like you, obviously, as a kid, everyone aspires. You know, when you play footy, everyone aspires yeah. to to try and make it. You know, was that it? was just, that was just a contract, man. I think it was five. My first sign on was two hundred fifty or five hundred dollars, but I was only I was fifteen or something then. But but that's how that's all it was. But it was just to say. I've got a contract. I think, felt, I think, it would have felt good. I think you, I think you started getting Puma boots and Puma shoes because that was a sponsor, a few That's clothes sick. and that. So. As it a kid, that would have just... It would have been yeah. daunting signing your first NRL contract, though. Or, hang on a sec, when you debuted at 17, were you, even elite, were you in the top 25 at the time? I think you I wasn't in the... No, I wasn't in the top 25, no. So I think, I think... I think... I think I was on next to nothing, like a sign-on contract, but then I think we we'll get. we used to get... If you came from outside the top 25... You get a match match payment, all that sort of stuff. I probably so. just gave you raffle tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, For a very lunch, lunch coupon. Like. Oh, <laughs> match payments it was back then, so. Jeez. Uh, then, you know, like, all right, so you go from you know, signing your first NRL contract, and then what's it like dealing with club management? Like, say there's, you know, like, so, all right, say you now want to go to another club. Like, yeah. Does it get hostile with club management or coaches or anything like that if they know you've signed somewhere else or you're not? Oh, agreeing? sorry, yeah, I know what you mean. Um. Well, I think that was, geez, I was, I was there, well, 2005, I signed with the Tigers then, so Sharks were trying to trying to keep me. There was a few other clubs keen. I was, I was close to going to South, actually. They were really huh. keen, but they were in a, like, yeah. they were in a big rebuilding phase back then, too. They had yeah. it peaked. Rusty and, bought them a few years later, yeah, so, yeah. And, um, and I had affinity with South, too. Like, my mum's family were all South fans. I was sort of, I sort of, th- I spent most of my junior rug- rugby league at South, so I was sort of. Sort of Amherst Junior too, man. But um, yeah, they were they were sort of struggling at that. And the Tigers, when I played Matthews Cup and Estee Ball at the Sharks, two strongest teams at that age group were Western Balmain. Wow. And and I thought, you know, all these kids are the same age, might be a chance to sort of grow into a you know some good young players. So I end up signing at the Tigers. And wow. I, I think I just I think I was I told the Sharks what had happened. Um, I, I told them I said, look, I'm going to sign for the Tigers. And all right, they weren't too bad. I sort of. 
I got put back to reserve grade a bit. Maybe I don't know if that had something to do with it. There's the hostility. But I was still young then, too. Maybe I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't a genuine first grader then anyway. Who was That's how co- I felt. Who was the coach then? Was it Ricky or was it Chris Anderson? Or? Well, Chris Anderson gave me my debut. So he yep. he, he plucked me out of high, uh, high school, gave me yeah, my yeah, debut. Yeah. For the last, I played the last eight games that year, 2003, and then they sacked him at the end of that year. And, Silly uh, decision. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Raper came on. Oh, that's yeah, right. Stuart Raper. Yeah. I think he was there for a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, yeah. Chook's, uh, yeah. I think Chook was his father, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chook would have been his, his father. father. Yeah. His father was an immortal. And then yeah, and then after that, yeah. is that when uh, Sticky came in? Well, I, I didn't have, I didn't have no, Ricky Sticky. Oh, yeah, I, had, yeah, yeah. I think Sure Rape was there for both years, yeah. <laughs> I, was there. I think he, they got him from Wigan at the time. He was, yeah. was oh, coaching yeah, over in the yeah. Super League, yeah. yeah. And then he had Tim Sheens. Yeah, Sheen, well, Sheensy. Yeah. What's, what was he like? He's like rugby league IQ. was unreal, man. You just I, can't um, muck around with him. There's him, no, mate. no disrespect to my coaches at Cronulla or anything, but when I went to the Tigers, it was pretty much daunting because all the kids were young and that. They were very welcoming and, and that, but even on the training paddock, man, there was like playbooks and there was everything. You had to you had to memorize everything, all these stupid play names. Everything on the field was structured, so you had to get here. Like it looks, the way the Tigers played, it probably looked ad lib and all this sort of stuff, yeah. but it's all in Sheezy plans, all that stuff. It would have a different um, game plan for every team we played. You know, you know their weaknesses, know their strengths. And all that stuff Benji and Farry used to do on was the Was that field. all freelancing or what was that? Did he say, look, I want you to do this, for example, these sort of sets and that, but you can freelance here and there? Like when I mean well, freelance, I think, like, just weave your magic? Yeah, but it, so a lot of the time we'll, we'll take the tap and might be get to a certain spot, take another one spot there, play the ball quick, and then the boys would, you know, hit back there. Because you'd, 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 sort of, you'd, you'd sort of deem where the weaknesses might be or what sort of players we can target. That's incredible. We might, um, say if we're playing a team... Say, say even like when we're playing a, a strong team at a, a mad forward. Say like, say in today's days, say like a Tamalolo. We'd run at Tamalolo, make him do four tackles. Gas him, you know? Yeah. Wow. So gas him and then so try and take try and take his energy out of attack. And Things then the like that. Come Things in like that. Just... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, or you get to, you get to, the, even their smaller blokes, you run at their smaller blokes, make metres. But every, every play was structured for another play. It was, and I had to learn all that when I got there, you know, and I wasn't the smartest bloke at school, man. So it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was a bit of a learning curve, eh? <laughs> Wow. So Tim Sheen's now coaching at the Tigers. A lot of people say, you know, he's past it, he's this, he's that. There's a lot of criticism of Tim Sheen's being the reason why the Tigers are sort of where they are. Yeah. If if you look at the way the Tigers are going now, could could you say you agree with that? In that maybe the game has gone beyond Tim Sheen's? No, I don't think so, man. I think he's a very intelligent bloke, man. Um He's trying to I rebuild. Just, him. I, I just like I, I, I'll, I'll never ever criticize a, a rugby league player. I'll never criticize a. Bo- I'll never criticize anyone in in their professional arena doing what they're doing. These places work their ass off to get where they are. So I'm not going to criticize any player or anything like that. But I think our roster is just not as strong as as most other rosters in the game, man. Yeah, yeah. I yep. think that's pretty pretty evident. You know, like all these, they're all they're doing their best, man. But whether it's we struggle to attract players, we have to we have to spend. I, I know we'd have to spend a lot more overs than other clubs. Yeah. To, to come to a club like the Tigers at, at this current in this current. Current, current situation, situation yeah. man. But um, I don't know, man. I, I just think I, I, I think I think yeah. we really got to hone in on the juniors, man. Yeah. Like Campbelltown, Campbelltown's Incredible, massive. Yeah. Like it goes up to there. Camden and that, eh? Yeah, Camden. There's parts of Liverpool. Like it's just a massive. It's yeah. a massive growth area. Like big families. Like, but Balmain. Like Balmain used to be really working class, but the demographics of Balmain have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Balmain's like a real rich area now. Do you remember? In a lot junior of rich footy? people don't play rugby league. Where Campbelltown and these areas, they're working class, man. They'll be and they love their rugby league. It's man, massive Islander, yeah. Pacific Islander community, massive everything. And you know these kids, if they if they got hold of all these kids, because so many kids from that area 
Other clubs come and steal yeah. his kids, man, and take them. You know, Roosters get them, Manly get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parramatta will come and t- take the kids from there. I think if West could centre in, like Tigers could centre in on that area and keep the good young kids out there, I think would be really sh- a lot stronger in the future. Spot on. I think what do we before we were talking the what they're the second biggest academy in Sydney or maybe the biggest between them and Penrith. Yeah, they Penrith, have Penrith to be. Are probably Penrith probably Penrith. You know, remember, ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. Balmain, remember Balmain growing up? Fuck, they used to have awesome juniors. Remember Leichhardt yeah, Wonders? They and, still do. They still they used to tell us up. Leichhardt Wonders and Leichhardt yeah, Juniors. Balmain still have. There's still, there's still good a lot of good juniors coming through there. I'm just saying it's not it's not the not area as, it once was. You know? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But uh, like as you say, the, the future prospects could be bright if they handle it correctly. But there's a lot of negativity at the moment around the Tigers in the media, and they seem like to be a punching bag, right? Yeah. And, and the doggies are copying the same treatment, and the dragons, you know, throughout the year will also cop that. The dragons are their own worst enemy, but I find that the, the um, they, I mean, the media goes after it. Like, I know Lee, uh, you know, Lee, the, uh, ch- is he the chairman or the CEO? Uh, chairman, isn't he? Yeah, he's a yeah. chairman. Yeah. Like, the fact that he wore that, what do you call it, the fedora, you know, the hat? Yeah. And they went after him for that. that was a and joke. they tried to twist it around. And then they made a story between him and Chris Lawrence. You know, I don't know what's going down between him and, because Chris Lawrence sent him a text message or something. And, I don't, mate, I, I don't know. I'll be honest, man. Like a lot of that stuff in, in the Telegraph, and it's just Fo- garbage. Fox, Fox, that Fox put on, and that it's just garbage. I mate, I don't even listen to it or take notice of a lot of Absolutely it. Absolutely ridiculous. Of it, a lot of it's just talking about stuff that's irrelevant. Like yeah. they're, they're shock jocks, a lot of them. Of course, and they're just trying to bring hate on Lee, and you know what's yeah. the other gentleman's name over there? Lee Hadjipentis and Pasco. Pasco, Justin Pasco. Yeah, Justin's trying, but. You know what's interesting? We, the podcast we recorded on Tuesday, the, the weekly podcast we do, I honestly said the exact same thing. I was like, these these aren't even real journalists anymore. They're just there. Like, Nuisance. They're, they're, they're like bottom feeders. They want to look at whoever, whatever the most drama they can build, they can put yeah. together, throw out there, get clicks, and usually it's, it's, it's there's bullshit. Guys, there's guys on TV that criticise players, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Some of these blokes have never played the game. Yeah, yeah. Thank what, you. What, what makes Thank the next? You. I'm not going to. I'm not going to name these people, but I'm sure people know who they are. Yeah, we'll we don't, we'll name that. them. We name them. Right? They, <laughs> I named them. Of, I don't a care. A lot of them have never played the game, or if they've played, they've played one. Whatever. Like, no disrespect, but you can't be criticizing players saying they're not up to it. When you know, that's my that's my take on it. Like, of you're hammering these blokes out there. Well, you played 250 games. You have every right yeah. to speak. You've yeah, done. So. You've, honestly, like, and, and the other thing, like, as well is. It's interesting. They 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 take digs at the players. They take digs at coaches. They take digs at t- at clubs. But then when the CBA is up for discussion, the journals are the first ones to attack the players when it comes to the players fighting for their rights. Yeah. Well, fight for everything, man. I'm with the players. I'm not. I'm not. Don't be greedy. They've they've agreed on the money. There's stuff after footy, man. That players they deserve. I agree. Like injury. I've I've had players who had to end their career and they got nothing. You know. Yeah. All this sort of stuff, like Taniela Tuiaki. Yes. We'll just yeah. Injured his injured his ankle and got nothing out of the game. You know. Gave gave his gave his life. We got everything to the game and he got nothing. Simon Dwyer, his arm hole went. He can't. He could never play. What's again. he on? Sixty thousand dollars of liaison off. He's in his track the rest of his life. Yeah. What's he gonna do yeah. for him? And, and you know all these all these it's people in the media because that's they, they did this um, industrial action against talking to the media. I don't know how long it's gone for. It's because those folks can't get a conversation with them. They're still out there playing yeah. and training. You're not. You're still seeing the game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So, like, and, and sorry, yeah. uh, just before you, I just want to mention something. What and I find this very, very interesting is you look at all the players and all these podcasts that are out there. The players are happy to go on. Because yeah. you know why? You, you're being given a fair go to speak. We're with you. We want to know how do we achieve the best result for the players, and they'll yeah. go on to the podcast. But, but they'll there's, speak. Th- there's no narrative here. Like yeah. it, this is just a conversation. That's it. Yeah. You're not. You're not twisting a player's thoughts, giving him tricky questions, and this sort of stuff. That's what the media do. That's yeah. what all the media do. 
And so they've written them off regardless, even if there was no industrial action. Yeah. A lot of times I wonder what, what the hell do you put up with like these mm. dumb questions? Yeah. Like, w- like what, uh, you know, like even like the certain journals that will just stick, like for example, Gus has been copying it just about, oh, he had this secret meeting, he had that secret meeting, but that's his job. He's, he's yeah. manager of football at the Bulldogs. He's meant to be meeting yeah. with players. Like, what do you, what, what is so surprising about yeah. him? So w- Tommy, since when was, or let's say whatever, Tina, they want to give him a share in a pub. When was that illegal? Well, it's not, and, and now all of a sudden it becomes illegal because to people like the news news corps journos because or daily shitograph journos because you know Gus is their enemy and he's doing well. Yeah. He might have a signing coup. Now it's illegal all of a sudden. Why don't they go scrutinise what the roosters do? For example, yeah. I'm not saying they. You know, roosters. I know for a fact will sign a player probably for unders, mm. but. They're offering that player, oh, we're going to get one of, you know. Third party. Or yeah, they've they got so many influential third party, yeah. party billionaires, yeah. millionaires, and they'll offer you the best investment advice or tell the players, grab your money, invest it into yeah. this, you know, here yeah. and there and, you know. So why can't Laundy offer, you know, some returns or something? And it's interesting, Laundy actually came out and he said that at every step, of the way of this thought process, he's actually been speaking to the NRL auditors that before anything happens, mm. he's asking them questions about this yeah. along the way. And they just happened to be a leak where Buzz found out about it. So, so and you know, every time something happens at the Tigers, someone knows about it. Like my yeah. only disappointment with the Tigers is they need to rein in these leaks. Yeah. Otherwise everything that's happening and like, it happens at every club, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, oh, I, there's leaks everywhere. There's leaks everywhere. No, but I'm saying like the disagreements. Yeah, there's spies, there's spies everywhere, yeah. Like, I reckon it's bullshit. It happens at every club. There's always mm. disagreements. You're managing an organisation with so many people's lives at stake. You're trying to build yeah. back up. And the only problem the Tigers really have is that they're leaks. If they can rein in, because they seem to leak a lot more than other clubs. Mm. They, they rein in those leaks. I reckon the but, Tigers but what's the common problems. thing with the Tigers? We've, we've been struggling for years. Whenever a club's struggling, yeah. Well, the Dragons have copped it this year. There's, yeah, you know, right. there's rumours of the here and there. Dogs are copping it. They're struggling. Any team that when the team's going good at the Tigers, when we were going good at the Tigers, there was no no bullcrap yeah. bull shit coming out of the you know rumours yeah. coming out of this. Oh, there used to be rumours that Farrah and Benji hate each other and all this sort of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. they <laughs> get on, but they're, they're two great mates. You know what I mean? Like, and and those like. Gossip columns in the in the paper and all these journals that I think that's their job, man. They yeah. want to they want to make like make up a story. They might get someone might tell them so. Oh, they write about it. People will yeah. find this interesting. Chinese whispers, bro. Is, yeah, man. A lot of it, most of it's just crap, man. Yeah, it's it, and, it, that, and that's why I think podcasts are a good platform because the play, the players can actually go on there and speak and tell them tell them how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hundred percent. And it's um, and I think you know. Even fans are starting to realize like the traditional media is garbage. Like you, mm. like the twin interactions that I have on Facebook with thousands of people that we interact with, and everyone's like, you know what? We prefer to li- to we ignore these, we ignore the paper, we ignore these shitty podcasts run by these journals, and we listen mm. to the likes of like bloke podcasts run by Denny Kemp, for example, yeah. or the Willie Mason podcast with Justin mm. Horro, or the James Graham. Because you know what? Like James Graham, for example, has no has no dog in the fight when it comes to the CBA, mm. right? He has Brand, uh, 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 Brandon Smith on. Yep. Right, he's asking him critical questions, but he's giving him a chance to respond. And you can yep. see, uh, you know, Smith's like, you know what, this is how this is what yeah. we're trying to do. And Graham's like, he's asking him genuine questions, mm. but he's giving him an opportunity to, to speak the truth, not trying to yeah. have some sort of agenda. Yeah. And you think it's it's refreshing. It's actually something you enjoy um, yeah. listening to. I'm, I'm not sitting sitting here with this journal trying to catch this player out. Yeah, yeah, like it's. It, well, James Graham's an ex-player. He should he he should definitely understand the system and yeah. what you're in. You know, every 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 employer 
in Australia. He's got the right to bargain a contract contract agreement. 100%. And you know that's all the players are doing. That's all they're doing. Yeah. And you know what? A lot, a large chunk around that is, for example, minimum payments for players. And obviously, like you said mm. before, getting themselves covered if yeah. a career-ending injury. Like, can you imagine what's 150000 in today's day and age with with hyperinflation mm. and the ever, you know, um, rising costs of living and property? What's 150 k going to do for a player that's putting his body on the line every mm. week, training himself? Like tr- training, busting his balls out in in the in the public spotlight. Like after, like all right, what's that three k a week? What are you left after tax? Seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm. Like you know, a person sitting in the office talking shit all day gets that money roughly these days. So, and these guys know, that are on minimum wage. We, we were talking before, like me and Keith. Like what happens to an NRL player post NRL career? And it's you know you've seen a lot of you know like you remember Chad Robinson. Yeah, you know, like sad story, but yeah. he took his own life. You know, mm. you know, like for example, I know John Cross, former Illawarra, Penrith, St George Ford, went for a bouts of depression because you're not in the NRL money anymore, and you know, like it's just it's a big change. You know, yeah, yeah. so I know the NRL's made moves to basically put education for, like, try to get him, you know, like Educated diplomas, for, yeah, yeah. degrees, or just put him somewhere. You know, like yeah. You know, well, actually, one of the arguments is that the NRL wants to drop the minimum wage to 120k. Yeah, oh, please. And, no. and the players are like, "What? What do you like? 120k? It's 10k? Like, because it, mm. it's it's at 130 at the moment. The NRL wants to drop it. You know, it's just like really basic. I'll stuff. go labour on a job site six days a week for 120. Yeah, you, and you, you make know? more than that from uh, from eight to five and go home. And yeah, that's it. Mm. You know, and you're right. Like you do look at a lot of the players and and. You know, you were mentioning earlier about, you know, copying hits to the head and obviously no one wants to see that. But, like, what's to cover a player 15 years after they retire if they come back with CTE? 100%. Like, if, if, you, if you cop a knock to the head, man, like, a lot of that won't – a lot of that be, be delayed. Yeah, that's you, right. You know, the actual thing. So, I don't know, man. I just think footy players should be – there should be insurances and Again. even healthcare. Footy players post-footy – like, I think I had – I think they gave me a year or two – with surgeries and like, if you, I never got any of it done, by the way. But oh. like, delayed, delayed things from injuries from footy. Like, it, it takes a toll on you, man. I played fifteen man. years professionally. Yeah, but my body's not, my body's not in great shape. But that's nah. just, you know what I mean. Like, they, well, you look great. All these, all these players like down the track that are going to have injuries, and you know what I mean. It's going to, it's going to hurt them in yeah. life, man. So I think. I don't know. If I was the players, I'd, I'd be I'd be fighting for even health healthcare or something for the next hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. You put you put your you put your body on the line week in week out, man. So and without without the players, bro, without the players being happy doing what they're yeah. doing, there's no there's no game. Well, exactly. Without the fans, there's no game. Without the players, there's no, definitely no game. You know, so and the admins are just there to make sure the game runs, not to you know uh, dictate. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. The admin, you know, Andrew Abdo, you know, Peter Valendis, sure they're there to do a job, yeah. but their job is to make sure that the players are happy, mm. the fans are enjoying the yeah. game, and things are running smoothly. Look, that's everyone, my every, everyone's got a. You're right. Everyone's got a job though. Everyone's got a job. Yeah. But the the. the I just feel the players are the prime. The, the, the players are, 100%, you know what I mean? 100 million percent. Because if, yeah. if players, if young guys come in, see that this guy's getting injured and then, you know, he's not getting covered or there's no cover for his future, they're like, you know what, maybe I, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be but doing even this. Even the, they're up here, they're fighting for the women's rights and everything. Yeah, man. absolutely. So if the media and that's making it out like it's it's a money issue and they're yeah. greedy. And oh, yeah. Man, the RLP haven't had their chance to come out, you know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone here is for rugby league for the media. So the media is portraying that, that you know, the media portraying that all oh, the, they're greedy, this and that. That's bullshit. The RPA don't get a fair chance to say yeah, what's right. actually happening. You know? That's right. And then the, the RPA is saying, well, we want to be able to audit what 
the NRL is doing with the money because yeah. you know a couple of years ago the NRL came out and said after COVID we only have 11 million to split between the players RL play does an order and they find out it's 30 million Mm. Right, but now the NRL with the new CBA get this year they want to reduce the RLPA's ability to audit the the uh, the NRL. Mm. So it's like, well, okay, you got found out. Now <laughs> yeah. you're trying to reduce the RLPA's ability to audit. Yeah. You put one on one together. Yeah. What are you What are you trying mm. to achieve here? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, yeah, look, not nothing. I've, look, honestly, I feel. I think. My opinion, you know, I reckon Peter Philanders does a good job. I mean, he shook up there, you know, I think he'll take and everything 100%. He shook up, I know he's in charge of racing New South Wales, but if you follow the racing industry, mm. everyone knows that Racing Victoria held the monopoly on racing in this country for about 150 yeah. years. Enter Peter Vlanders, and, and I'll tell you now, racing New South Wales. When, when there the was roost. all those lockdowns and all that stuff going on, man. How he kept the game going. Yeah. He was ahead of the AFL. AFL actually started copying his blueprint yeah, for, right, for yeah. everything. Matter yeah. of fact, a lot of sports around the world mm. stopped operating. And I think the NRL was the only sport that yeah. in the USA they were watching right. that for about world. a month. And then European yeah. soccer, and, and they all copied the NRL's blueprint. Like people quickly forget what Vlander's done. Oh, no, 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 I'm not denying that. I think Peter Vlander's, you know, through COVID and everything that he did, maybe had some missteps, but overall he did a great job. Mm. And, you know, obviously thanks to the Warriors, the NRL kept going. Yeah, it was great. Oh, you got to take your head off to the Warriors, man. What they've Love done, what those players done, man, to be away from their family, their kids, all that sort of stuff, you know. They were oh, living, living in hotels and that for however bro, long, They got man. the easiest run home. They might even end up with a minor premiership. I hope so, they, man. They deserve it, man. After oh, yeah. Incredible. And, and they're good to watch. I enjoy watching them play this year. So. Oh, yeah. That razzle-dazzle. Yeah. Eh? Do you reckon the NRL should do like a, 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 a thank you Warriors round? I'm not even kidding. I, I think they deserve it. I thought Magic Round should have. I reckon Magic Round should go That's to That's exactly what I was going to say, man. I yeah. think that Magic uh, – I think Magic Ground should definitely go there, man. I'm sick they're, of they're, even like sick of going to Brisbane. State of origin, man. I don't know why, why we play a game in Adelaide, man. Yeah, I agree. Play two in New South Wales, one in Queensland, or two in Queensland. And if you get, if you really, really, really get to take it away, go to Auckland, man. Go yeah, hundred percent. They'll man. sell it out. Easy. They'll sell it out, man. They're all they're all mad. Most of them bloody go for Queensland, but um, <laughs> they'll be mad over. Most Kiwis off mad at Queensland fans, so but they would be nuts over there. I reckon an origin in New Zealand down the track would be it would be incredible. It'll be incredible. And, and you know what's interesting, like right now. With the Warriors doing so well, they're actually beating rugby for attendances, yeah. for viewership, for everything. When the, Warri when the Warriors are going good in in, in uh, Warriors are going good, rugby league in New Zealand's thriving. Man, yeah, it's always 100%. been like that. Like, matter of fact, the All Blacks came out and <laughs> did you see their post they put up? Make sure you go support the Warriors tomorrow at yeah. Mount, at, uh, Mount Smart Stadium. That's yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool, sure, man. Surely most Kiwis know rugby union's boring to watch, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Come on, All Blacks are awesome. I, I love oh, the All Blacks. They made they were worldwide bloody. Um, yeah, you know the trademark. They're they're unreal, man. But I don't know, man. I just I've never been enough to watch rugby, and you know, I just I it has just, its moments. I reckon, but it's it rugby. I used least. to watch it when I was a kid, man. Australia and the All Blacks. That's when we had Greg and, and all those yeah, boys. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wallabies used to be pretty good, Stephen man. Stephen Larkham and John Eels. Yeah, but well, yeah. I haven't watched in years, man. I just find it boring, eh? Well, twenty-one years without a Bledisloe win. I think it's been twenty-one yeah. years we haven't won the cup. Yeah. Twenty-two years or something like that. Yeah. It's bigger than the uh, than the the, like the Maroons versus, eight years in a row. Kind of like England versus Scotland. You know the Calcutta Cup. Yeah, I think Scotland finally won it after like forty years nice. or something. Population of Scotland's what five six million? What's yeah. the population of England? Fifty mil, sixty oh, mil. more than that, Probably man. More than that, man. Yeah, I think it's million. close to Scotland eighty. Population is tiny. England's population is. Crazy, but so. it's like a, well, it's the other way around. Australia's got the twenty six million. New Zealand's got the five million. Yeah, yeah. but you know it's funny. New Zealand bleed about fifty thousand people to Australia every year. We're talking about rugby union, but 
I reckon one percent of the population in Australia plays rugby union. Whereas the other you way, got to go to a private school, or you yeah. got to be, you know, be your parents got to come for money. You got to go through this system where New Zealand, pretty much the whole country plays. Yeah, well, it's funny. I went and played union in 2013, and I remember one of the trials. I was even for some reason I got graded in third grade. I think I had four touches. Four line breaks for three try assists. You know, from a league background. Are you, trying, are you trying to say unions are easy? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. For some reason, it went really good no, that imagine, game. But, but imagine we had no rugby league. It was just rugby union. Imagine like the Malmeningas and the Greg Inglises and all these boys playing for the Wallabies over the years. Oh, you're yeah, right. Mate, Australia, the Wallabies would be, I reckon they'd be world champions. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually. Yeah, Meninga would have. Oh, you look so. at all those sort of players that have played league. <laughs> Andrew Johns, all those guys. Imagine they were rugby union All Latrell and Inglis. Oh, yes. my God. Even some of the, the crop that's coming through now, some of the juniors are incredible. And I think that's what that's what um, Eddie Jones was talking about wanting to do with, you know, poaching like Cameron Murray and yeah. uh, some of the other um, players from rugby league. But... Man, unions, it's, it's, it's been on a decline in Australia for a long time. It's been on a decline. Well, it's, it's probably, it's, like I said, it's, I know you can play it, but it, it's always been through the private school system, yeah, man, and 100%. the vast majority of people can't access that, you know, so. Um, so I want to change track for a bit. Um, one of the discussions that Dib and I were having on the, the podcast uh, on Tuesday was, um, so I'm a, I'm a diehard Doggies fan, have been for 25 years. And our defense against the Broncos, not sure if you, if you uh, got, got to see the game or whatever, but our defense was just shit. Like, we, we were like paper thin. You know, they were scoring tries. Like, plays identify that there's a gap there, but there's no one there to fill the gap. It's just like the systems are everywhere, right? Now, Billy Army Kikau is supposed to come back this week against the Panthers, right? And the Panthers have six or seven of their top players back, so we're probably going to get annihilated by 60. But my question from your experience, can one player make that big of a difference in terms of adding that defensive resilience and tenacity? We could definitely set an example, man. If he, if, oh, it's hard to say, man, but one, if he goes out there and he, he, he shows a lot of energy, like I remember a guy I played with at the Tigers, Gareth Ellis. Remember yes. Gareth oh, Ellis? Yeah, Amazing. When I ran out next to a bloke like Gareth Ellis, he just lifted everyone up, man. The way he tackled, the way he did, his attitude and everything, man. The nicest bloke you'll ever meet. When he got on the foot, when he got on the field, he wanted to kill people. He was a beast. He was he was angry. He was yeah. ran hard, tackled hard. But it's definitely an attitude thing, man. Like if say if Kicker comes in and and you know he's he's, he's the line speed. Head, he's the line speed. But yeah. It's hard to say though, man. I, I didn't watch that game, but. I know if you're talking about how the dogs are playing on it. I'm a Tigers fan, man. I've, yeah, I've experienced yeah, yeah. a lot of it too. But, but it, it's just like, the reason I ask is because like, I yeah, it's an attitude thing. And I don't think that Seraldo's a bad coach or he's got bad systems. I just feel like we're lacking like that leadership on the field in terms of a forward that can go and say, follow me. Yeah. Like I feel that's what the Bulldogs are genuinely missing, right? Mm. We don't have- what like, did you, who did you, do you Remember who was the captain the last year? Josh Jackson. Josh Those Jackson, sort of he retired. So you're probably lacking a player like that. Yeah. That's my- that's A leader. My, you yeah. know, like a bloke that's- An example. Well, like even like a bloke at the Roosters, like a Boyd Cordner or yeah, someone yeah, who's just gonna set that example. And that his, his worst game, He's like his his game there. There's yeah, his, his best game's not far off from it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, like his baseline's always. He's there. He you know? shows up every game. Yeah, he's just there yeah. in the trenches for you. Because you know Luke Thompson, he's injured this year. Where he mm. hasn't played a single game. Kickers only played four games last year. We got rid of Paul Vaughan to the Super League, which makes still makes no sense to me. He's killing uh, it over there too. He's, he's you know he, he was he was actually playing excellent for us last year, and then we've got you know TPJ who's who can be hot and cold. Mm. Um, and our second rollers are quite young. Like we got that Jacob Preston who's only 21 and he's making an absolute fistful of it. And you just think like 
overall, as a team, we're not that bad. It's just mm. we're lacking that leadership because Burden's still very young in terms of he's only 21, 22. You know, Marnie's trying trying to mm. overplay his hand. He's making 40, 50 tackles a game but missing quite a bit. And I feel like if we can get like a Viliami Kikau back to just mm. lead the, 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 yeah. the forwards, maybe he can lift the attitude and the baseline mm. of the whole team. And so I just wanted like your thoughts on whether one player can make that big of yeah, a difference. Yeah, he definitely can. Like if... You'll need the cavalry around him, but as well. To, yeah. uh, I think to we challenge. do have that, though. I just don't think that there's someone leading them. You just need a few mm. more middle forwards. Oh, mm. All I'm saying is, I'm not expecting us to go out there and smash the Panthers. I'm saying not get smashed. He's a, he's a, he's kick out as an edge player, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a I think if you need, you need someone in the middle, I reckon, just leading that man. Yeah, like a you know, like a tough, tough front row or back, or even an edge bloke, man. But the blokes in the middle are the ones that got to lead yeah. that lead that line. You know, like a Marco Mealy. Oh, that was the, that was the, you were pitching mistakes, don't you say? Oh, bro. Billy huh? <laughs> Mason and Dog, Dogs of War. This guy had to run into him as well. Kibbo <laughs> tried to tackle him, remember? Oh, yeah, I really got him a lot better than I got him. <laughs> and then and, and oh, he ran over him. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, God. So, if I was to ask you for me, Kareem. Was there one player that you felt you had like a rivalry with every time you faced him? It was like you're butting heads, you were trying to go at each other? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I think you bashed someone on the field once. Who was it? No, I didn't fight anyone. Yes, um, you did. You bashed that Canberra guy. Who's that? Remember? Um, oh, I had a, had a. Yeah, remember? No, hang on a sec. This guy, this, somebody ran the ball. This guy Scott cleaned Scott him Logan. up. Scott Logan. Scott Logan. He cleaned yeah. him up with a big hit. The other guy got up, couldn't hack it through the ball. And this guy said, okay, bang, bang. Oh, I don't think I connected properly, man. Come so on, I think man. He went blind. Yeah, be numble, bro. Be numble. <laughs> There's somebody else who cleaned up on the field of a big hit. She's been a lot over the years. Oh, that used to be out to shoulder charge, man. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the you didn't hit him high. You got him yeah. You got him. Smack, it was bang. a lot easier to put a shot on yeah. shoulder charge. When you're taller? No, yeah, when just, you're even, even a shoulder charge, yeah. man. It's a look, to put a big hit on a shoulder charge. A lot easier to do that than get the technique right, man. So, but if you miss, it looks it doesn't look good at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, player that you think maybe would, would have been. Um, I don't know, man. I probably. I didn't. I didn't really. There was no really one person I really had a run in or I didn't like. You know, like I had took it, but it was. It was. Not, it was not uh, you didn't like just like a rival, like someone that, that brought the best out of you, made you want to play better just because you wanted to. Like, yeah, they were so probably, good. It was probably like if I was playing an opposition front row, and I thought, man, this bloke's. You know, I've got to measure myself up against yeah. this. Didn't bloke. you punch was, on with Riles a few times as well? Oh, yeah, I, was, I was a kid then, man. That was dragons, eh? Yeah, yeah and like you were the kid, and he was a New South Wales Australian for. <laughs> I think yeah. he punched on with him a few times, yeah. I think Danny Nutley was fighting with Ennis. Yeah, Danny Nutley, I remember. Yeah, that was at Cogra. I remember Tomo uh, came and broke it up. Yeah, Tomo broke it I up. And Tomo missed Tomo. Yeah, God bless. There you go. So, an opposition team then that you always wanted to beat? Sharks, man, when I went to the Sharks. Vegas. Yeah. This was a big old team, you know? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This was a big old team. I used to, you know, Dragons because I supported them as yeah. a kid. Um, I'll just bring something up. There's about 40 seconds left on the clock. Uh, one game away from the grand final, you make about a 50 or 60 meter bust. <laughs> you somehow get a miracle fucking offload array. Goes to out of all people, Bo Ryan. It's there's about 30 or 40 seconds left. Yeah. He's about 15 out. It's not even first tackle yet. And what does he do? He kicks it. Yeah. And Boyd's there to clean up. Who yeah. Bo Ryan kicked that? Bo Ryan oh, kicked it right. in for Terry. Yeah. Was never going to get it. Was that 2010? 2010. Yeah, what a game that, that was. One point behind too, man. Like, what a breathtaking game that was. If he played there, even Benji was like, Benji would have went to dummy half. I mean, that, you know what? In, in terms of preliminary finals, that has to be up there in the top five or top ten for sure. It's yeah. one of the most memorable. That crowd, that I think that year, so that year we played Roosters. 
Oh. So we played Roosters in that 100-minute game. Tell me game. that game. 100-minute yeah. game, man. <sighs> so 100-minute game. game. So I went out there. I was out there for the injury time, and then there already been two reserves. So I played – God knows how long I was on there for, but you couldn't interchange. What was Chris Heinington thinking? Oh. Which game with Heino? Oh, with the scrum, yeah. He's, he's, his head's over there. Yeah. Bro, the ball's in front of you. Yeah. So we done that. So we lost that game. And that's after the after big 100. hit. Then we had to go to yeah, – that was Saturday night, I think, and we had to go to Canberra play them on Friday night down there. So we went wow. down to Canberra. That was great performance. We just won against them. Just they, won. Were, they were unbeatable in Canberra. And they yeah, were they were coming straight. home strong. We yeah. just won against them. And then we then we had to play the next week against the Dragons, man, and and then um, the bloody beat us by a point. So we're on a roll that year, but just just wasn't a B, man. That'll, yeah, that'll be. You, you were that. You guys were actually the, the Dragons bogey side when it came to games that matter. I think the next year we got them. We played them in the 2011. We beat Dragons in the semi. No, that was no, Brisbane. sorry, 2011. No, I think we played Dragons in the, the semis the next year. The first two thousand ten, they beat us to make the grand final. Then I think we played him in the first semi. Yeah, that's two thousand eleven. Yeah, he's, yeah, and then Brisbane knocked us out the following week. Yeah, but those crowds, man, that we played at, like Homebush against the Dragons, that crowd was nuts, man. Roosters crowd was nuts. Yeah, it yeah was that was just, at this old Sydney football stadium. Yeah, um, and then Bruce Stadium or Canberra Stadium. Canberra, I remember yeah. Takiri down that sideline just absolutely yeah. burnt the. I think that was the fastest I've ever seen oh, him run because nobody nobody beat Canberra in Canberra. Yeah, he was quick, eh? Yeah. You had uh, Mick Potter as a coach. Yep. Uh, for a year was Here it? You go to the Canberra fans again. Oh, still yeah. bringing up Potter. <laughs> Potter came. When did Potter come? So Mick came. Twenty eleven or twelve. No, no, after that. So Sheenzy, 13, I think he came. 2013. Was it? Yeah. Just for that one year. I think he was there for a year, a year or two? Two years, I think. I think he got his ninth each he year. He might have came two years. Yeah, two years. Too and much Jason, infighting. Then Jason Taylor came for a year, I think. Or two did years. you have to, to Jason Taylor? I had Jason as a coach? Taylor for one year at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. went to England, yeah. How was Mick Potter as a he's coach? He's good. I like Mick Potter. He's yeah. Pretty, yeah. He was, he was pretty, pretty structured, like pretty different to Sheenzy. Like Sheenzy was just so different, like footy. Everything, all these different plays, where where Mick Potter was probably a bit more direction, eh? how we how we want us to play. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. How's Jason Taylor? He's a bit different too. Yeah, they all had their different sort of styles. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Was he an alright coach though, Jason Taylor? I think I feel like he copped a bit of a bad rap. Yeah, there was, think- there was a bit in the media and that man. Look, I've, honestly, man, every coach I've played under, I've never had an issue with any of them, man. And they've all got their own their all systems and all, all the way they play, man. So they're they're all fine with me, man. I didn't. I Who was your coach in England? Brian McDermott, and you missed. You had the Achilles, and you missed that grand final away. Yeah, so that the, was the first year. I went over there. We we they won it the year before, and then I went over there. We didn't have the best year, but we sort of I ruptured my Achilles right at the end of that year. Damn. But the the other Achilles was sore all year, so I was thinking. But then the other one went on me. Came back, came back after Achilles rupture, which is a big big thing to come mm-hmm. back from. I started playing good. I started feeling good. At, Feeling good, playing well. Then the other one went on me, man. So, jeez. Oh. And, we're, and we're going good. Like Leeds, we're, we're going really good that year. So, it was, was on um, the grand final as well. Eh? They, yeah, they end up. The boys end up winning the grand final at Old Trafford, man. So. What was the Headingley crowd like? Oh, unreal. Bro, the atmosphere over there is is awesome, man. And then Old Trafford for that grand final. Yeah, jeez. But would, that, would you say the atmosphere is better than in Australia? Like are they the atmosphere, more, yeah. yeah, they sing, they get into it. They're um even the rugby league fans like the rugby league on. fans, yeah, they love it, man. Did you get yeah. into a very tribal over there? Like you're yeah. from a certain area, yeah, you're from yeah, they hate the rugby league, you know. But yeah. even like, even like, obviously, like they call it football there, but soccer's obviously it's everywhere. But you get pockets or areas that just rugby league. There's not no soccer, you know. There's been like that forever. That's yeah. the northern. They call it. They used to be called the Northern Football Union or the Northern yeah. Code, whereas the union yeah. sides are more south. Rugby league's like there's a there's a road over there called the M sixty two so it starts over at Liverpool and 
goes all the way over to Hull. Yeah. And then there's like um that's like Saint Helens, Wigan. Yeah. Um Warrington, they're, they're all sort of over there near, near Manchester and Liverpool. Oh, yeah, witness. And if you witness and that. And then over this side, like Hull. you keep going over there, the hole's right over the east, but then like Leeds and Wakefield and Castleford and oh, Yorkshire so Club. it's a rugby league sort of. Yeah, there's rugby league pockets, man, all off. The Leeds was the only city, big city that had, had um, soccer, as soccer well. and rugby yeah. league. So Leeds, I lived in it. Like that was pretty much the only big city that had a rugby league team. That's wow. crazy, man. Mm. How often did you venture to um, Anfield? Went to Anfield a bit, man. Went up to um, Glasgow, watched Celtic a lot. Fuck, you love oh, yourself yeah. today, man. So it was good How, unreal, eh? Yeah, unreal, man. You saw the uh, old firm? Yeah, Glasgow you, Derby, yeah. Did you meet up with uh, a lot of the, the old boys outside, the hoops, and yeah. get stuck into some biffs with the nah, uh, nah, with the jerseys? <laughs> like the old days? <laughs> nah, nah. I used to put on the news as a kid and find, like, what are these guys fighting over? There's one side, there's the green and white hoop jerseys, and the yeah. other side is that. Aqua blue or something. Rangers, and, yeah. yeah. And they're yeah, just, they're just it's a bit like it, it used to be like a religious divide and it's all Sinn Fein and or something. Like, yeah, and like a political thing, man. But I've never been in I've never been into all that stuff, man. But yeah, I was just thinking, what are they fighting over? But you know <laughs> what? It's one of the world's greatest rivalries, so well the, the yeah, there's been a lot of crime in that over the years when they play man. The, yeah. But it's got a pretty troubled history. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> but um the hatred in that game's unreal, man. It you, is you can sense yeah, it, you know, yeah. so yeah. Um I wanted to ask another question about coaches, if that's all right. Like, yep. you see a coach like Wayne Bennett, and I, I know he's, you know, he's mm. master Bennett, yep. right? But what what is it about a coach that makes him good versus not so good? Like, what 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 does a coach do practically that brings out the best in you? Like that differentiates like the the Wayne Bennett from yeah. Do, do you sort of get? Yeah, I get, I get exactly. I get what you're saying. Like. Like a Wayne Bennett, like it just—it's sort of like the players want to play for you. Know what I mean? Like they—they draw, they really want to play Why? for him and all that. He's probably got a—he's probably got a. He's a motivator, right? Motivator, yeah. Like he trusts you can't, in you, Aaron. You can't just be a coach and just have a really good game plan. You've got to—you've got to—you've got, like got to. You've got to get the players to, to to buy into it, to respect you, to you got to respect them. You got to like Wayne. Apparently, Wayne Bennett has a different way of dealing. Have you noticed how there's troubled players? Clubs get rid of yes. them, clubs get, but Wayne Bennett can draw them in. Yes. And he so, seems to understand how the, yes. certain players are. Yes. The horses so, throw all the player with yeah. Dez is a bit like that, to be honest. There's yeah. Hasler. Like, like, like Craig, Craig Bellamy, he must oh, be doing mate. something. He must, ball reports, man, what he does down there, like he must, he must, to me, he's a super coach. What he's, what yeah. he's, like, no, Wayne Bennett's unreal. One, he's one of the OGs, you know, but what Bellamy's done, when we look back in time, man, in whenever he retires, everyone's going to go, man, what Bellamy done down Best at Melbourne? I, yeah. I actually uh, listened into a phone call once with Bellamy. Um, he was um, trying to recruit Omar, you know, one of our co-hosts, yeah. when he just came back from Japanese rugby. I remember Omar's like, oh, look, I've got Bellamy calling in. Um, I'm, can you, like, stay quiet? I'll put him on last. And I remember hearing Bellamy speak over the phone to him and all that. And I thought, geez, like, you know, you want to go play for that guy. Yeah. You know, just the way, you know, he was talking and, you know, he wasn't even trying to sell himself. It's just the, you know, the content of what he was saying and how yeah. he was saying it and everything. And he thought, yeah, this is one guy I'd like to play. And I think Bennett's the same. I've, I've, spoken to, I've spoken to a few players about Bennett and it's just like he talks to you and, he, you know, he lets you know he's got your back and, mm. you know, you just want to go out there and literally uh, take a missile for him. That's yeah, yeah. what it is. Like you want to go do it for that old man. That's yeah, what you sort of like go back to the media. You see how Bennett's never friendly with the media yeah, and all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. But he's protecting his players. Like yeah, he, yeah, he, that's yeah. what he does, man. Like, yeah, you know, like, and the yeah. players know that. Someone like him, they know, they know that. You who, know, right? I want to ask. I remember when you played Origin. Who was your coach there? Ricky Stewart. All oh, right, Ricky. Mm. <laughs> Ricky likes getting stuck into. 
<laughs> He's yeah. great. Everyone sticks around for the post-match con- uh, yeah. you know, conference these days just to see him how he's going to react. Yeah, right. Oh, he's yeah. just a classic. What about your Australian coach? Who was that? Sheensy. So Tim Sheensy. Oh, yeah. club coach. And, and, yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. He's done it all far yeah. out. Um, I, I want to ask you, uh, sort of end on this, um, about Origin, like in 2023, the Blues. Yep. What do you think went wrong? From you know, obviously from like game one, we should have won game one, man. Yeah, that, like, that was like everyone forgets how close that was. Yeah. Like that last, we were winning. What was it with ten minutes ago? Yeah, we had and a, a player up and a player yeah. up, all that sort of stuff. Like that was a that, that ten minutes thin or whatever it was. That's and I don't care what anyone says. Man, a fit turbo and a fit Latrell. Yeah, we're scoring. We're scoring points, man. We're scoring yeah, forty plus. We're scoring yeah, the, you know. But that's not like they weren't fit. So they you, weren't. You got to yeah, find ways. Like you got to find ways to win without. You know, yeah. a turbo and a, and a Latrell. Mm. Like, if turbo doesn't get injured game one, do you still think, do you, do you still believe we win game two? Like, if he if he didn't get injured in the beginning of game two, up in Queensland, do we Possibly, win that game? Yeah. Poss- oh, they, they, that's game two. They ran away with it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. 32 to yeah. four. No, I didn't. Even game two. Like, it's, it's take game two. It, like, if we take game two, it, we had to win. Though. I know that was a yeah, must-win yeah, yeah. thing, but I reckon game one, we sort of, you know, we really stuffed up game one, eh? We lost. We, we should have won that. That man. ten minutes lost us the series because there's yeah. no way we're going to win Queensland no matter what. Like, yeah, and they they struggle in New South Wales as well. Mm. So if we win that that first game, yeah. you know, a strong chance we we sort of win the series really. Yeah. And mate, Cody Walker, was his game three man. The way he played, bro, he was it was freakish, man. <laughs> the only reason I'm laughing is because I remember before game game two we were arguing about he's got Dougie's heels in yeah. on, on uh, national TV. <laughs> I was yeah. I was saying that. Walker is the material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying. I'm think, trying to yeah. play with him, like you know. This was just. Oh, oh, I think man. it was personal to him. Like, what's Cody done? To <laughs> nothing, man. Nothing. I yeah. just, I just don't I'm trying like. Trying to play with him player, for 15 yeah. minutes. He's, on a type of, he's a type of guy. He's a fan. Like if he was on your team, you'd love him. Yeah. But because he's on that position, like you hate yeah. him. And he's just like sometimes he's. he's got Everyone a, thinks Cody just. Oh, he's yeah, got a bit of noogle in him. Think about Cody Walker, man. Organized off the field. Yeah, you can tell. He's actually. It was like he was the way he was playing, man. It was just like. He was dictating the pace yeah, of everything, you know. Was, like he was. And, he tells and um, what I want, where you're gonna. I wish, I wish, I wish he was about ten years younger, man. Because I know he won't be playing Origin for too much longer. But no, just one more season. His age in that maybe yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. But man, he obviously started started his career pretty, when he was pretty old, man. But apparently, he was in the junior systems of a few NRL well, I think clubs. Storm, he was down at Storm for a while. Storm, I think he was at yeah. the Roosters. I think he was at someone else as well. Yeah. He just wouldn't stick it out. Mm. And then finally, at twenty six, yeah, yeah, South yeah, said, "Look, come back. It's your last chance." But yeah, I think game one, if man, if we. If we found a way to win the game one, I reckon we would have won it, man. Won the series, but obviously we didn't, man. So, just, and all this stuff about Queenslanders, you know, want it more and they get <laughs> more and all this sort of stuff, man. It's it's all media hype just to yeah. build I that. Know, man. that everyone makes out Queensland. I'll, I'll say it again. Everyone makes out Queenslanders are a bunch of grubs. They are the most placid, laid back people. I don't know how we don't kick their ass every year. I spent almost mm. the whole year there last year. They're very hospitable. Very. Have lovely. you have you been to Queensland on uh, Origin Day? Brisbane on uh, Origin Day. Everyone makes the, out they're a bunch of. But grubs. the whole city, man. The whole city is maroon. Stop. Yeah. The whole city is maroon. It's, so it's a big. I love you know, it, go walk through Sydney when we're playing a home game, yeah, Origin but, game. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. Yeah. But their city centre is like smaller than Bankstown Square. Still, bro. That. Like, the, whole, the whole city stops, man. Everyone's maroon, yeah, man. All right, the kids right. go to school in maroon. Here, you know, you don't. You, you'd hardly, you'd hardly tell if you don't yeah, watch the news that the Blues are playing. You know, but they, they're more like because we've got like um, so many different sports that sort of use 
New South Wales is their hub. They are such cool, like rugby league diehards up there, yeah. man. Like the Dolphins, you, you see the Dolphins and how much support mm. they've already but got. We should, we should be the home of rugby league, man. How many uh, teams have we got in Sydney? I agree with you, man. Too many. But that's, but that's what it means. Like we are the home of rugby league. We always have. It used to be the New South Wales thing. That's, yeah, it all that's started right. here, yeah. man. Then- yeah, you should be. You're right. And we are talking about that before. I think, you know, um, they want to expand. I wouldn't mind seeing Newtown Jets rebrand it. I mean, like, stay as the Jets, but move to yeah. Perth and have two games back in Sydney. You know, North Sydney yeah. are exploring that as well. I mean, mm. you know, like, if you look at the AFL model, the only size that um, that worked for them going to other cities were size that had a footprint in their original home base yeah. in Melbourne. And mm. But it's, it's different. Like, the times are different. Like, Newtown and, and North Sydney and all these – like, where are they going to get their juniors from? They're just going to have to – It'll be Perth. Yeah. So if Perth Newtown goes to Perth, they'll be them. So the Roosters, man. Not many juniors come through the, yeah, the Roosters. Yeah, so. The Roosters will be carted off to Adelaide. So the Adelaide <laughs> Roosters. Look politis around. He's, <laughs> only, uh, he's about 78. Yeah. How um, much longer is he going to be around? Yeah. Um, It's been a great chat, Keith. It's been so lovely to have you. Thank you so much for the yarn. Yeah, the stories. Yeah, but we need to know his prediction. Which is? For this year. That's a good question. That's a good point. Not any of our three teams, man. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for the next three years anyway, bro. Hang on a sec. I can't believe it. Wait, Tigers, drag. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, hang on a sec. The wooden spoon bowl's on tonight. Yeah, the yeah. wooden spoon bowl. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'll, I'll put that on later. Um, who do I reckon, man? I, Penrith would be – Penrith. If I, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd bet Penrith. But yeah. even Cowboys, man, they're smokies. They could yeah. – Cowboys South, in South, say. And Melbourne. Cowboys, yeah. South, Melbourne. What about Warriors. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see. I'd love to see him win it. Because Tigers can't win it. I'd love to see the Warriors win it. That's what we were saying yeah. last week as well. Yeah, because um, it'd just be good for the game, man. Yeah, and, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? And their their coach over there, he was an assistant one year. He was at, he was a really lovely bloke. So he's doing he's doing well over there. So yeah, I played I played with Cam Serrato actually when I was a juniors man. Cam's Cam's a real good bloke too. Yeah, yeah. he was at the Sharks when we were kids. So, but um. Yeah, if I matter if I had to, if I had to bet, probably Penrith. And you know what, people people can mock Penrith, but they've brought they've brought all these kids through. They don't, they don't they don't go off and sign all they these can, rep players and bring in like players on yeah. massive deals and stuff like that. They've 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 pretty much grown that grown that team from from the bottom up. So. They could fill the two NRL sides, I reckon. Well, they're incredible. I have so much players they've lost. For what Ivan Cleary's doing there because yeah. a lot of people say, oh, you know, he's got good assistants, this and that, bro. It's Ivan. Mm. It's Ivan Cleary it's and the system systems he's got. It's just it's unreal. Like. Yeah. Just so they've been in three grand finals on the bounce, eh? Yeah. They lost yeah. the first one and they've won the two, yeah. yeah. I can't see why they wouldn't make a fourth one in a row. And the only way they'll lose it, it's a big upset. I mean, Cleary's had a good rest. I know he was but injured. You know, injuries come into everything, man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but He's had a good rest. Though. Well, I mean, even the Rabbitohs, if they can keep their team on the field, bro, they're, mm. they're, they're definitely up yeah, there. Yeah, Rabbitohs and Cowboys. And Latrell's yeah. out for this week anyway because he's not 100%. Well, so. but it, well, I wouldn't be rushing Latrell. If he's come back from a calf injury, yeah. you'd want him 100%, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, he's, they've, they've ruled him but out he, for tomorrow he, against he, the Broncos. Even yeah. Cowboys, man. Cowboys are good to watch. They're going to be. I love you know. watching them, man. What about the Broncos? You reckon the, the Broncos can do it? I forgot about them, too. Yeah. Probably yeah. Two, two, one, two, one or two seasons too early. Yeah, possibly. All they need is if they get on a good run, man. Like, yeah. You mate, Toddy Payton's doing well yeah. up there, huh? Yeah, he's a good coach, man. I always, always, as a player, he was always smart, footy wise, man. So it's no surprises. Oh, he was your teammate as well. Yeah. Yep. Jeez, he was. I remember, I think he took the Tigers 20s to a premiership as well. Well, that, that game we're talking about, the Dragons. I think it was the Dragons game. Yeah. He rolled his ankle. At training two days before that, he, he he missed that game. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was a massive. He was a huge massive, loss. Huge loss for us. He was a senior forward now, team. He scored in that twenty oh five grand final as mm. well. I think he scored yeah. two even. 
But sorry, he was like a halfback in the front row of his body, man. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was he, yeah. Um, he, he was missing that game too. He so was at Canberra before that as well, so you got to play with some of those. He's, yeah. Man, he's gone up there and it's just, like, it came in nowhere. Like, it, first year he was there, it didn't do too well. And then last year, he's just, he's pulled it together yeah. and they played out of their skin. And this year, they had a rough start. But you look at them now and they're beating top four teams. It's not like they're struggling yeah. no, against actually, the Actually, he went, first year he killed it. He went from the Warriors, remember? He almost got the Warriors into the finals in 20. Yeah, and then, yeah. then they got Nathan Brown. And that was yeah. despite playing no home gra- games. They yeah. almost, and then, yeah. He almost took the. He's doing well. You in contact with him at all? Do you? Sorry, yeah. Uh, might speak like every now and then. We'll send a message on yeah. Instagram or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, right, man. He's a good. He's a good, good man, Toddy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, uh, want to say thank you so much. It's it's honestly, it's been such a pleasure just to to chat That's and sweet, yeah. um, thank you for coming on. Love to have you anytime. You you you're um. You know, you're, you're available yeah, or when I have a chat or anything. We'll you want to limit about one redhead per year. No, 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 no. Sorry, bro. Gingers are taking over. Already majority taking over. for once, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, thank you so much once again. Uh, Keith, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for all the insights, uh, the chats, um, and uh, look forward to speaking again soon. Thank no you so much. Thanks for having me, boys. All good. Hope Thanks, you enjoyed Keith. it. No, I did, man. It was good.